And as inflation and high prices continue to really dominate our lives, there are concerns amongst the retail sector that uh, consumers, uh, you and I, shoppers, thanks to things like high gas prices and food prices that uh, most of us just can't avoid, that we're, we're tapped out. David Ian Gray is a retail consultant and principal at Dig360 Consulting and joins us now for more on this topic. David, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. All right. First off, uh, I want to go back a little bit, if we could, and maybe give us a little perspective. Did it retail overall, did they see a bit of a boom when things uh, reopened thanks to a pent-up demand, David? Well, it, it, you know, my take on all of this discussion is there's a tendency to want to have a, a one-shot statement that all consumers are hurting or all retail is facing inflation. And I think what happened... Um, some categories did super well during the pandemic and we know them, right? It's the, you know, the, the home gyms and things like that. So when things started to open up, they didn't do so well comparatively. Uh, but what I would say is store dominant store-based retail, uh, you know, and it makes common sense, but where, where the store was the focus feature, they started to have a comeback. And I would, I, as an illustrative example, I would say, um, Right, almost across the board, fashion seeing a bounce back. But I don't know if I would really say that the uh, electronics or home electronics are doing any better than they were. Does this make sense? Absolutely, it does. And you're right. I mean, uh, there's many pieces uh, to this uh, puzzle. And just wondering now, with uh, rising prices that we've seen, say, over the last six, seven months in particular, are you starting to sense and see a, a shift in uh, consumers and their spending habits? Yeah, and what that's even interesting to uh, to parse out. So, um, uh, and a lot of this was actually happening in the last quarter of last year. You know, in holiday season, we were seeing a combination of uh, stockouts because of the supply chain, but the scarcity of the things you could get were were already starting to price creep even before the gas prices were going up, and the cost of supply chain. Uh, there was a time where retail, I think, was eating that out of their margins. They were a little nervous about raising prices or they'd already locked in a prior price. But as we get into uh, 2022, the the cost that they're bringing into their system uh, is varying. Like food, we hear a lot about. Uh, I'll use electronics again, though. Like I'm pretty sure a MacBook today is the same as it was a year ago. So it's not like a universal statement. But but more and more categories are getting impacted. And um, a big component, obviously, is transportation costs. And so as gasoline prices or fuel has risen, uh, the, the retailers are going to and brands are going to have to pass that on. But there's another effect as well, which is if my grocery bill now is going up um, and I have, I have a fixed amount of money to spend on things, uh, then maybe I don't have quite as much on some of the other items, even if their prices are still as good. So it, 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 there's a whole knock-on effect. And then the third level of this is the whole consumer confidence around monetary inflation. Like, hey, hey if, this, if, if bank rates start to go, do we need to be squirreling stuff away? Or, or is there a chilling effect just on consumers generally? And I, I think there's a whole layered effect going on right now, but we haven't seen it all play out yet, Jeff. 
Yeah, what retail sectors do we think are possibly going to get hardest hit here if they haven't been hit already, uh, David? Because I think what we're talking about here, and you're absolutely right when it comes to gas, food, and there's uh, interest rate concerns and uh, being able to uh, pay your mortgage and such. But uh, we're talking really about discretionary spending here, right? And is that what the consumers are really, you know, double thinking now? Yeah, or they're, you know, maybe some are budgeting really tighter for the first time, or even in a grocery store, what items are getting chosen or are, are being influenced. Um, but I'll say again, just like there's different retail categories, there's different consumer classes. So I was just uh, uh, doing a, a tour of the luxury in Yorkville uh, in Toronto and talking to some of the people in the stores there. And, you know, your high wealth, um, segment they're doing as well some of them are doing better they they've got money and inve- they invest wisely through this so a lot of those uh hyper luxury level items are still fine they're they're insulated um we're seeing a move toward uh what's called value uh items right so the idea that uh, and we dollar stores tend to do a little bit better, but even dollar stores now are having to go from dollar store to five dollar store. I don't know if you caught Dollarama talking about that. Saw that in the news cycle out. this week. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like at, at both ends. They and I think I, I I can't remember if it was Deloitte or um, Boston Consulting Group sort of talking about that in a in a release lately. And I, I would concur with their assessment that sort of there's two pockets uh, that are doing well. But I would say that the, if there's a theme that I'm watching that might be a little different is it's absolute chaos. Like there was a whole surge into travel, pent up travel. And then we see all the travel headaches. First of all, the, the, the cost, if you didn't get your flight booked early, now you're paying a premium uh, to some places anyway. But, you know, the news coming out of Pearson and other cities uh, with, with the hassles and the headaches, no one can predict this. And I think it's that unpredictability right now that we're in, uh, that everyone, including retailers, are feeling, consumers are feeling. And um, so I, I may have dodged your question. <laughs> no, <laughs> no bit, not but. at all. But you know what's really interesting uh, here is you're right, whether it's uh, investing or business, uh, nobody likes unpredictability. So nope. what is your advice right now to uh, retail, to maybe uh, clients of yours, retail uh, clients who are maybe thinking uh, they're just finally seeing the light at the end of the pandemic uh, tunnel here, only to now be, you know, having supply chain issues and inflationary uh, pressures and having to raise their prices and worried about uh, consumers that, uh, again, are just tapped out? Well, uh, what I'll say is what I said in in summer 2020, which is uh, the pivot that has to be made is to develop organizations that are hyper-adaptive. Because I and, and at the time, I couldn't, I'm not smart enough to have foreseen the length of the pandemic. Um, but there'd be other pandemics. So I think what I've seen is the, the retail sector by and large has done a pretty good job of being able to pivot. And uh, when I talk to clients, what shocked themselves was under duress, how quickly they were able to be more adaptive and drop old ways of doing things and adopt new ways. And I think, I think that's kind of the thing. Just keep investing in that. And where, where consumers uh, are getting frustrated now, a lot of it isn't the old model, it's the new model. Like if they're buying something online, but they can't return it easily uh, to a store, you know, there's, there's all these headache points called friction points, but they're, they're challenges. And if someone's doing it well and you're not, you're going to lose out. 
But I think I think the reality is nobody wants to hear this in the retail sector or or even the the brands that sell into retail. But there's going to be uncertainty they go through for a few years. Mm. And keep in mind, w- w- with a business, uncertainty where there's a surge in demand could be equally as problematic sometimes as when there's a drop in demand, right? It's to sure. your point about predictability. And I think I think it's just being more comfortable navigating and, be, and being uh, flexible is really what we're talking to our, all okay. our people about. Got to leave it there for now. David, really appreciate your time and your insight on this Friday, and have a great weekend. You too. David Ian Gray is with Dig360 Consulting and certainly a lot of unpredictability and really frustration for a lot of uh, consumers uh, right now when it comes to higher prices and also supply chain issues. Even if you buy something, the amount of time you sometimes have to wait for it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.